until midday on 6PR. This is Sports World. Welcome back to Sports World. And Peter Bell joins us here on the program. Fremantle's general manager of footy on the back of what was a very busy trade week for him. And it's the first time Chief in Ball the Eagle. job. G'day, Belly. <laughs> Good morning. How are you going, guys? How are you going now a few days uh, after the dust has settled? Yeah, look, it was uh, a pretty full-on period. It's amazing how popular the trade period is for the AFL and AFL fans. So I'm reading a bit of um, uh, coverage on that, just how huge it is. Uh, we're thrilled to be able to bring in four experienced players and still maintain four draft picks for this year's draft. So that's where our attention will be turning soon. Belly, Kim Hagdorn here. I uh, hope things go well for you and continue to grow. Why was there sort of such inconsistency in some of the messages relating to your endeavours to get Jesse Hogan? One minute seemed very much on, then off, and then back on again. Yeah, it certainly wasn't smooth the whole way, Kim, that's for sure. And I guess there's no textbook way to conduct uh, those sorts of discussions and, and negotiations, if you like. And um, there, were, there were a few ups and downs, but what we were able to do after a couple of meetings, I think it was last weekend, I've, I've lost track of time, to be honest. Last Sunday, but, I think, was uh, the main yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, last, uh, over the weekend, we were able to re-engage with the discussions. It's an com- incredibly complicated deal, but uh, once we re-engaged on Monday and, and we sorted through a few things, um, we were very pleased to get to the outcome that we landed at. Belly, once you had Rory Lobb almost in your clutches, it, it was pretty imperative, though, that you got someone else to help straighten it up. Yeah, I mean, Rory uh, signalled his intentions pretty early throughout the trade period that he'd prefer to end up uh, at Fremantle. He was pretty keen to return to Western Australia. And, uh, look, he's he's going to play uh, that, that sort of forward ruck position. He, he's rucked quite a bit for GWS, as all of you would know. Uh, we see him as, as a forward who can help out in the ruck. Uh, Aaron Sanderland's been a great servant for Fremantle. We have uh, Sean Darcy coming through and a couple of young developing ruckmen as well. But uh, back to his best, uh, 2016, Rory was a fantastic contestant, Mark, in the forward line. And uh, that's where we'd like to see him for that long bailout option. We... I guess our coaches would be thinking also about the rule changes and what that means. You're able to, able to place your hands in the back without pushing now. When you think a high ball into Rory, that would be a pretty dangerous scenario for defenders. What about with, uh, back to Jesse Hogan, a quick one back with him relating to his foot injury, very highly publicised and followed that navicular bone fracture, stress fracture in his foot. What's your assessment, not directly Peter Bell's, but your medical department's assessment of, of where that will be and how quickly he recovers? And, and is, it, is he guaranteed of recovering from that fully? Oh, you can never put a guarantee on, Kim, and that was something we had to work through. And you're right, we turned that over to the, to the experts in the field. So he had that navicular fracture, which we all know is an incredibly serious one. Uh, we were able to scan it at about the eight-week mark. Now, experts tell you you're not going to get anything really definitive till about the 12-week mark. So uh, there was a little bit of the unknown there. Uh, Jesse was progressing well, but uh, now he's uh, sort of a couple of weeks away from another scan. I'm pleased to say he's out of the moon boot. He's been in the gymnasium uh, uh, since Wednesday on, on at least a couple of occasions, meeting with the physios and, and the doctors and everything else. Everything's tracking well. Best-case scenario, he'd return to full training early in the new year, uh, but that'll be a best-case scenario. and uh, Maybe there'll be a few hiccups along the way. We hope there's not, but there is a little bit of the unknown there. And, and just to emphasise again, that that is a concern. Those navicular fractures mm. have caused a lot of distress for a number of players. Mm. What's the futures now? 
that you, you, you've gotten through trading and you now look at your list before you even perhaps get a list manager. What's the futures for Tom Sheridan, Cam Sutcliffe, Brady Gray, Luke Stranatica, given that you've brought in four players? I know you've got four going out with your retirees and, uh, and Neil's departure. What's the future of those boys? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a tough time, Kim, and, and it changes so quickly. I mean, even on even on trade night, uh, we thought w- we were pretty much assured of uh, being out of the action sort of late on the Wednesday afternoon. And then finally, we'd had some discussions around Travis Collier. So very, very late, the Shield, got, Shield deal got done for him to go to Essendon, which meant that perhaps Travis was squeezed out a little bit. We'd expressed an interest in Travis. So very late, that changed. Uh, what I can tell you is uh, we'd like to, or well, list management, uh, uh, the list lodgement has to be done by the end of October. Mm. We would like to, in the very short term, uh, take, uh, talk through those those uh, uncontracted players uh, and uh, we, we'll do that in the short term just to just to shore up uh, what our list looks like heading into that list lodgement date. B- Belly, what sort of role will Reese Conker play? I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, well, with the new kick-in rule, uh, will Nathan Wilson drop back a line and maybe be that specific, you know, run the ball in sort of guy? Yeah, you're spot on, Brad. Uh, Reese, he's experienced, a high draft pick himself. He's been in a really good system at Richmond, quality person. With Lockie going out, which I'm sure you'll ask me about in a little while, we see him as being uh, able to serve some valuable time in the midfield, but also across halfback as well. A really clever player, system player, uh, a teacher out on the field as well. So we'd like to use him, and look, this is for the coaches, but uh, we've had some discussions already, as, as you'd expect. We'd like to use him across halfback and in the midfield as well, taking up some of the Lockie Neal minutes. Now, when you were the premier member of 6PR's Saturday morning at the football, Peter Bell, for so long, <laughs> you never skirted an issue. So I expect something really strong here. This is headline-grabbing stuff. How close to a finals <laughs> qualifying top eight finish next year is now for Fremantle with this anticipated best 22? Well, it's, it's a, uh, our best 22 is a pretty good lineup. I saw Mark Duffield's lineup in the paper today, and I'm sure you guys have all done yours as well. But the key is to get them all out in the park. But certainly we've brought in talent. So uh, if, if they're all up and about and, and playing their best football, I think we're a pretty threatening outfit. Belly, what about you personally? I mean, um, this, this role you've taken up, is this something you've always aspired to do as opposed to perhaps coaching? Uh, in the back of my mind, Brad, it's, it's certainly been there. Uh, coaching was probably not so much for me, uh, but footy admin has always appealed. And uh, look, it's been a... Uh, it's been a, a full-on couple of weeks to, to get started, but uh, I've really enjoyed it. We've got a really good team. We, we went into that trade period with with some plans in place, and we've been pleased with the outcome, having said that pretty disappointing to lose a, a Doig medalist, a two-time Doig medalist in, in Lockie Neal. But, look, I'm, I'm really thrilled to be part of the team, and I've enjoyed it immensely so far, Brad. The, the worst part about that, Belly, is you've got to wear that featherless cap. <laughs> yeah, very poor choice of words, and I've copped uh, a cop stick for that, and fair enough, too. It was a poor choice of words and uh, perhaps a little bit of nervousness on the first day of the job. Why, why do you say that, Chief Bald Eagle? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete, we're on the... Oh, on... I'm sick and tired. I've, I've been sent, no joke, I reckon 100 emails with, with a picture of me with a little feather in the cap from all my mates, so... <laughs> Fair enough, too. Can we, can we hold off now? I've learnt my lesson. Hey, um, just on the Lachlan Neal one, and, and you and I will have a differing view on this because I've been of the belief that for several weeks, well before you even took over the, the role as general manager footy ops, that he was going. But w- during last week and the trade period, especially once the Beams bombshell dropped, did you feel any, any sort of hope of retaining him, talking him out of it? 
Look, I'd spoken to Lockie, and, and obviously with a contract, Ken, he, he, he was happy to fulfil that contract. He would have fulfilled that contract, but he had expressed a desire to get to Brisbane. Um, if, if that didn't eventuate, we thought that Lockie would come back and perform very, very well. And, and then at the end of 2019, we'd, we'd work out where we sat, or, or maybe throughout the, the back half of the second half of 19. Um, we, we continue to explore other options because obviously once Lockheed expressed the desire to, to get to Brisbane, uh, that was what we had to do in the best interest of the footy club. And I think through the trade period, even though a lot of Fremantle people would be really disappointed to lose Lockheed with the players we brought in and, and again, maintaining that draft hand, I think they'd be reasonably pleased with the outcome. And another one I keep hearing bits and pieces about is that whether Aaron Sandland is actually recovering with his calf troubles. Now, I know you haven't started training and, and you haven't started uh, working the group uh, your, your priority's been trade time. But if the seasons were starting next weekend, for instance, would Aaron Sandlands be fit and available for selection? I've, I've got to be honest on that one, Kim. I've only seen Aaron twice uh, during the, the time that I've been at the club. He hasn't mentioned that there's been any issues. Mm. Um, so I'm not 100% certain where his, his calf rehabilitation is. Look, we can see at his age and with the soft tissue problems that he's had in the last couple of years... Uh, uh, ongoing management with Aaron will be will be something that we'll really focus on through the pre-season. But we do have a lot of depth now, and that was part of the reason also with, with Rory Lobb. He can play ruck, and he can perform that role really well. He's, he's a terrific athlete, as you as you know. We've got a, a young and up-and-coming ruckman in, in Sean Darcy, and then we've got some depth there with, with Scotty Jones, a mature-age player, and, and Lloyd Meek as well. So we think we're well-served uh, with the tall players. Good on you, Belly. Thanks for joining us this morning. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Peter Bell.